hello and welcome back to a- another episode of this congeniality another week down another episode is here i apologize for my low energy today i'm trying my best i am getting over something i think it was food poisoning i've never like had food poisoning that bad um so i'm not sure if it was food poisoning the reason that we think it was food poisoning is that my roommate and i got it at the exact same time and we had only spent like two hours together in that like last 48 hours so i feel like in order for us to have come down with something at the exact same time right after we had dinner together it had to have been food poisoning but yesterday i literally lied in bed all day not even because i was like i need to take care of myself because i could not move i was like staring at the wall for half the day which is always fun so i'm feeling much better definitely not a hundred percent like feel very kind of like i got hit by a car but i'm slowly getting back into it i'm going to london and paris and i'm like very glad that this happened now because i would hate to be sick there i'm just gonna like over prepare with like all the hydration and everything beforehand just so i'm not like ill um because i'm very excited for my trip and i really don't want to like ruin it by being sick but i am feeling much 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 better today than i was yesterday but like that's you know it remains to be seen because yesterday was the worst i've ever felt in five years so the fact that I'm feeling much better today is still not 100%. However, this experience has made me feel very extremely incredibly grateful for my health because I'm like, oh my God, feeling good is such a gift because feeling shitty is so horrible. In today's episode, we're going to be talking all about like slay eras and New Year's resolutions and stepping into your best self for 2023. But I'm going to give you guys some updates before we start. Um, obviously, you know, I'm leaving for Paris on Saturday night at like 1130. So it's basically Sunday and then i'm going to london right after i'm so excited i veronica like knows pretty much everything about paris and london so i feel like i have a very good tour guide on my hands i've been to paris one time for like literally only a few days and i was 14 i've been to london also one time for three days so i'm really excited to be like going back and getting to experience that more because i loved both but i've never been to either for like an extended period of time and really gotten to appreciate or enjoy it so i'm very very excited um before then i'm like trying to be well enough uh for things on my schedule like i had a whole ton of things on my schedule last night was not well enough for any of them which is unfortunate and then i have something on my schedule tonight that i would love to be well enough for but i'm really trying not to push myself like i don't have fomo it's all gonna be okay tomorrow my roommates and i are having a holiday party which i'm really excited about and i'm hoping that i'm feeling like 100 percent tomorrow i would say right now i'm like 80 percent, but like the 20 that i'm lacking is get glaring like i'm lacking um it also might be a nutritional thing because yesterday i didn't eat um because i couldn't i had like plain bread and like a couple bites of pasta but it was like a struggle to get through so i'm slowly trying to add in more things to my diet i don't want to like overwhelm myself but like let me just tell you that when you're sick with a cold it's so much better than being sick with stomach stuff and maybe you guys disagree with me but i would literally much rather have like a cold or like a sinus infection like i hate being sick with stomach stuff because like you can't even do anything like at least when you have a cold you can take a bunch of Sudafed and watch tv like everything yesterday made me feel dizzy and nauseous and it was so just terrible so i'm like thank god but also like i don't know what you guys think but i personally think that being like cold like stuffy sick is so much better than being like nauseous sick 
before I got sick, I found two new like food hyperfixation slash things that I wanted to wreck you guys that I really liked. First of all, I finally tried the chestnut praline latte from Starbucks. I'm really big on the ice sugar cookie almond milk latte in terms of holiday beverages, but I went last week. I tried the chestnut praline. I really liked it. I can't describe to you guys like it kind of tastes like toffee, but it's not that sweet. I think it's really good if you like like a less sweet drink because it's like not that sweet and it sort of has like a nutty flavor. I got it with almond milk. I got it iced. I'm going to try it hot. I don't like it better than the sugar cookie per se, but I do think it's really good. So that definitely try. And then I've also been eating these salads from this place called Fresh and Co, which is like in New York City and literally the best salad that you can get. Like I have tried sweet green. I have tried chopped. I have had salads like just salad, like literally every place like Fresh and Co is the freshest that I've ever had and their ingredient list is so long and their baked tofu is so good and their avocados are always like stunning like you know when you get the salad ick when you're like eating a salad that you bought from some place like sweet green and halfway through you like remember you're eating a salad plus like something's weird like one of the tomatoes is bad or like the avocado is weird and then you just get grossed out like this does not happen at Fresh and Co I don't know if that's just a me anxiety but this does not happen with these um salads they're really fucking good and I've been getting them on delivery um unfortunately I probably won't have one until I'm back from Europe because I just don't feel like I'm in a salad mood right now um and I definitely wasn't yesterday I had some like plain gluten-free buttered noodles and I was like fighting for my life to eat them and that was just horrible like when I'm not hungry that's when you know I'm really sick but highly recommend Fresh and Co it's so fucking good and yeah you guys need to get it I am really not my best self today like I canceled everything else I have but like I'm not gonna not put out an episode for you guys and like I got a lot of messages being like just rest today and I did take yesterday like pretty much off. I was posting like drafts and like a couple things here and there but I basically didn't post and I do want this to be like the one thing I accomplished today. Like I'm probably gonna be in bed for most of the day but like I want to accomplish this episode for you guys because like it's important to me that I'm able to produce an episode for you guys this week. Like I love you. This brings me joy. I'm sitting here like doing my best, drinking my coffee taking deep breaths I'm taking taking a lot of breaks but I'm gonna get this episode out for you guys because I worked really hard on the outline and also because I love you so I just want you guys to know like how much I care for you like there's nothing that would stop me from putting out an episode especially now that I just finished the book in full and I'm feeling so confident and good about that that I'm like okay I'm gonna start putting out episodes like on a weekly basis no matter what um come hell or high water because this is my favorite thing that I do and like after seeing the stats from Spotify wrapped like I'm just so inspired so I love you guys and I'm really excited for this week's episode but before that I have a couple more things to talk about the first thing is my white lotus prediction so hopefully you'll listen to this before you watch the last episode it's on Sunday night these are my current predictions for who's gonna die I obviously we know Daphne doesn't die we know that the grandfather dad and son don't die because there's um, a clip of them at the airport in the preview I don't think Tanya dies because I think it's a cop-out I definitely think Portia is gonna die I think that one's obvious but not too obvious I don't think that either of the hookers are gonna die because I think that would be too obvious and I think something that Mike White does really well is like try to convince us something's gonna happen and then it doesn't for example like in the last season we clearly all thought that Alexandra Daddario's character was gonna leave him and then she didn't like I think he tries to mislead us and I think like it would be so obvious if one of the hookers died I personally think that something's gonna happen with Greg like I think Greg's gonna die or something's gonna go awry with him I don't know why like obviously he knows the uncle gay man that is doing cocaine with Tanya so like because of that photo that we saw so like I don't know there's something fishy there I think I don't think Tanya dies but I do think Portia dies I think Greg is gonna die 
or something's gonna happen with him and then the last person is tough for me like I want Aubrey Plaza's husband to die if I'm being honest but I don't know if he will I I think that the leg in the water that Daphne finds is Portia um probably and then I would because like it's definitely not Aubrey because she would have recognized her at least to my knowledge um yeah but I do think I don't know I also think Aubrey Plaza would maybe go into the next season sort of how Jennifer Coolidge did from one to two like I could see Aubrey Plaza being at the next White Lotus I don't know why or even Daphne so I mean obviously Daphne doesn't die at least at my knowledge because like at the point where she finds the body that's when the manager um Valentina is like oh there's been several other found or I don't remember exactly what she says I also saw some really interesting TikToks analyzing the artwork in like the opening credits and that scene throughout the show it was really interesting it's literally like I am not intentional enough to pay attention to that kind of stuff but it was so interesting and it's crazy to me like how smart people on TikTok are I don't know like I get like weird strains of appreciation for TikTok often and like one of the big ones is like whenever I see somebody like create something gorgeous and insanely creative or when someone has like a really interesting take on something and I especially appreciate it when these are people that aren't like quote TikTok famous unquote and they're just people creating content about something that like fascinates them and then it goes viral um so that's been really great for me I'm obsessed I'm like so glad that we have TikTok during this white lotus time um and then my last thing is that I did do my author photo shoot last week and it was amazing I'm waiting on the finals but I think I chose the one that's going to be the one I can't post anything yet because the way the photographer works obviously I have to buy the photo from him technically because he owns it so I'm really excited and it was just like an incredible experience and I can't wait to share that with you guys hopefully before the end of the year you'll get to see it and then like we're gonna head into 2023 and we're gonna be it's going to be the year of the published author, which is crazy. I also just wanted to give a shout out to my friend Haley Jacobson. She's a writer and her debut is coming out with Penguin Random House in the spring in June. Um, If you are OCD or bisexual, first of all, you should definitely follow her. And if you're just not either of those things, you should follow her. But I get a lot of questions about mental health in regard to OCD and in in regard to sexuality, in regard to bisexuality. And I don't have any of those experiences personally or at a level that I would like feel comfortable talking about it um, or giving advice. So I always like put people toward Haley, but in general, she has the best advice and she's like the most incredible writer in the world. Uh, Like I'm obsessed with her, not only about like queerness and femininity and womanhood but like about like sex and gender she's just a genius and her book is out for pre-order now so if you follow her you can go find the pre-order link um and she's also on one of the episodes of my podcast so if you want to listen to that before you pre-order you definitely should okay but I think that's like it for me um I'm really excited about the episode this week and I kind of just want to jump into it so as always this is a combination of like my own thoughts on these subjects and then also questions that you guys asked that I wanted to answer and I think it's gonna be really fun so I'm just gonna get into it so I think like I see such an abundance of this but I think like if we bold the time of year people feel the loneliest the most like depressed or lost or alone like we would find that like Thanksgiving to New Year's is the time people feel that way the most I feel like we all get into a sort of like depressed slump or rut at the end of the year and I feel like it's for multiple reasons and I feel like everybody feels this way like to some degree firstly because there's just a lot of reflecting going on there's a lot of like inner reflection thinking about like the past year and like what happened and what we did and what we didn't do and like we see a lot of like reflection related content of people like talking about their year whether it was good or bad or otherwise like the lessons they learned what kind of things they took away from it 
I think there's obviously a deep sense of loneliness because we also see a lot of internet related content and just like media in general of like couples and like you know the whole cuffing season thing and like all of that kind of stuff and I feel like you know if I've already said this so many times and in my holiday episode I've said this but like whatever like brings you joy you should consume and whatever brings you negative emotion you shouldn't consume and you should just set those boundaries for yourself even if your best friend's favorite internet content creator is some person who just got married and has a kid on the way and like that makes you feel really jealous or like negative or upset or you're comparing yourself like you don't have to watch someone just because other people like them I think that you can have your own preferences um I also think it's a really good thing to reflect and when there's a lot of reflection going on like I think it's really positive but I don't think that you need to reflect in a way that makes you feel guilty or negative or like upset at yourself I also think the third reason that we get into these like depressed slumps or ruts is because we're talking about goals a lot and resolutions mainly for the upcoming year people love like a quote new year unquote because it feels like a fresh start button for them and there's so much content around this like we see people be like don't wait till january 1st to start and then we see like a lot of like diet culture content and exercise content because like a big resolution is like losing weight and or eating healthier and or going to the gym more and i think and we're going to talk about resolutions and i think that like there's a way to make all of your sort of resolutions quote-unquote healthy and more practical and less like I don't know diet culture toxic and negative I feel like there's two like bins that we can put them into and a lot of times it falls into that toxic diet culture bin and it doesn't have to be that way um so I've always had like this thought about resolutions where like it's really good to set goals and to have a plan for your like for like your next year or to have some things that you want to attain but like let's think about it like this like obviously when you go out with your girlfriends maybe you have a plan for the night out like oh we're gonna start with happy hour here and then we're gonna go to this bar and then we're gonna go to this pregame and then we're gonna go to this club and then we're gonna get pizza and then we're gonna go home but like shit happens like there'll be lines one of your friends starts crying some random tragedy comes up like you meet a hot guy that you like and you're gonna stay at the bar and everyone else is gonna go somewhere else like one of your friends starts throwing up you don't feel good and you want to go home like there's a zero percent chance that every single plan that you have for your night out is going to be executed and go well because like shit happens and life gets in the way of it so I think you have to think about it in the same way that we think about it in a year because like you can have a plan for your year and have goals that you want to reach but there's a zero percent chance that every single plan that you have for a year can and will come true because it is impossible for your plans to go exactly the way that you hoped or wanted because we can't see the future we don't know what's going to come up like we cannot anticipate getting laid off we cannot anticipate going through a breakup we cannot anticipate meeting someone we cannot anticipate like having a friend that we lose or like a family member that we lose or something else we cannot anticipate getting sick or injured like we can't anticipate the things that get in the way of our plans and so it really you know I think it's really really good to have plans and have goals but I think it's really not okay to beat ourselves up when we don't reach those plans or goals because it's impossible to know for sure that we would ever be able to it's impossible for your plans to go exactly how you wanted and if you make like five or six resolutions it's statistically improbable that you would even be able to get to all of those so with that like it's really you know tough because then we start beating ourselves up and feeling guilty that like we didn't reach our resolutions we didn't go to the gym like as much as we wanted to or we didn't lose five pounds if that's what we wanted to do or we didn't read 40 books like 
I think that instead of choosing guilt, because guilt is reserved for when we do something wrong with consequences and we harm somebody else or ourselves, like you didn't harm yourself by not completing an arbitrary resolution that you made, that there was no way that you were going to ever be able to attain or like reach because of the circumstances of your year, the fact that we're still like post-pandemic, quasi-pandemic, like your mental health, your physical health, like there is no way that you statistically would have been able to reach all of those. So like we need to choose relaxation and acceptance over guilt and negativity because we're actually not doing anything if we're feeling negative and guilty. Let's say you're really disappointed and bummed that you weren't able to reach a resolution that you set for yourself. That's okay. Sit with those feelings, get to know them, shake their hands because when we get to know our feelings is when we can say to them like, hey, I need you to get lost. I need you to choose relaxation and acceptance right now where you accept, sure, what's the facts of the situation? The facts of the situation are you didn't reach the resolution because of XYZ thing. Here's something that happened this year that was really great that wasn't planned. Here's something that happened that wasn't so great that wasn't planned. And we're just going to choose to accept the facts of the situation and then express how we feel about the facts. And how we feel about the facts is, yeah, we're a little disappointed that because of certain circumstances, we weren't able to complete our goals or resolutions. But at the end of the day, we feel really grateful that we just survived this year and that we made it to the other side because survival is the number one most important thing. So if you have been feeling really disappointed and stressed out and like sad and lost because you feel like I didn't reach any of my goals this year, I want you to take a deep breath and I want to focus on what you did do this year, not what you're randomly destroying yourself for not accomplishing or doing. Like I just said, tons of circumstances get in the way, life happens and we're not able to complete our resolutions in the way that we thought we were going to. So let's focus on what you did do. Maybe you didn't get to the gym as much as you wanted to, but maybe you got a promotion at work and because you were taking on so much extra things at work, you weren't able to make it to the gym. And if you still want to like hold yourself to the resolution of making it to the gym a bit more, what can we change next year? What little things can we alter so that you can make it to the gym twice a week? It doesn't make any sense if you've never been to the gym in the past year to be like, I'm going every single day. That's not your routine. That's not your habit right now. And that is a-okay. That is so okay. But instead of saying, I need to go to the gym every single day, I'm starting right now. Why don't we get you there just once? Why don't we find an accountability partner, a buddy to go with you? Why don't we sign up for some classes? Let's just get there once. Let's change a couple little things to get there once. Like we really need to go easier on ourselves because I always ask myself, like, what am I accomplishing by doing this or feeling this way or having this projection? Nothing, literally nothing. And you're doing the best that you can and your best is good enough. Also, I'm going to ask you a hard-hitting question. Let's just say your New Year's resolution was to read 40 books and you only read 20 or you read 15 or you read 10 or you didn't read any. So what? So what? Like you could spend 25 minutes feeling so guilty and horrible about yourself that you didn't get something done that you wanted to, but you have free will. Like you have all the free will in the world. I want to I want to remind you of that right now. And with that free will, I require you immediately to stop beating yourself up about some arbitrary thing that you didn't complete because there was a lot of shit happening. And I want you to either number one, let it go. I want you to let it go. I want you to accept I only read five books. I wanted to read 40. I'm letting it go. I'm going to set a more realistic goal for myself next year. This wasn't in the cards for me this year. That is okay. I am just as valid as the person who did read 40 books. And then the second thing is, if you're, you know, really beating yourself up, I want you to figure out how we're going to accomplish that goal in the future. Maybe it's not 40, like I said, maybe we're going to set our eyes on 20. 
what things happened this year that didn't allow you to read? Were we binge watching TV because we were feeling depressed? Maybe we were. What if instead of five hours of TV, we did four hours and one hour of reading? Like the little tiny things is how we're going to get there. Like setting a random goal like the gym thing is a great example you don't go to the gym at all and now your random goal is to go every single day like you're not going to be able to do that like listen like I I had a goal that I wanted to learn French I literally did babble like half a time and then never did it again because I got so busy is there a world that I could feel guilty because I didn't learn French this year like absolutely like yes but I'm not going to because I realized the other things I gained this year perhaps I didn't gain French and perhaps that's something I want to gain in my life but maybe this year in the mornings I'll get up 20 minutes earlier so I can do 20 minutes of language learning like I can set those little intentions and not put so much pressure on myself also there's an 100% chance that you are going to see content from people on the internet that you follow about them achieving their goals that they set in the beginning of the year but you might have achieved a goal this year that you set when you were like seven years old you might be happy in a relationship like I my goal of this year wasn't to get a book deal but that's been a goal my whole life so the fuck what that I didn't reach my other new year's resolutions there were certain things I did attain there were certain things I did get to do that I had no idea in my wildest imaginations that I'd ever accomplish let's just say you're reflecting right now and you're like damn I deadass don't even know what I accomplished you survived okay and that's a fucking accomplishment it is not easy to be in our 20s, in our 30s, in our teens, in the year 2022, there is a lot of shit going on. So I want to remind you right now that you fucking got to the other side. And do you know how cool that is to say like I survived a year and I'm proud of myself. I got up every single day. I went to work. I went to school. I gave the most I possibly could to my friends. Are there still things that we can want to change? Sure. But right now, I want you to acknowledge the space that you're in and how lucky you are to be here. And then we're going to get to our resolutions and we're not going to call them resolutions anymore because I don't like that. We're going to get there. But I think comparison is really the thief of joy and you can be happy for people and also be jealous or envious. But I think we really need to let that shit go and remember to set your boundaries or maybe use it as an inspiration. Let's just say somebody did want to read 40 books this year and they did it that's really great for them how can we learn from what they did and what they accomplished how can we ask them hey how did you find time to read how did you motivate yourself to get there i think we just need to switch our mindset and feel a little bit just more grateful that we survived the year right like the holidays and the new year it's such a time for reflection nobody ever looks you in the eyes and says hey you're here that's enough i'm really proud of you for getting through who the fuck cares about your new year's resolutions that you didn't reach because you're still standing here in front of me and you look beautiful and you're doing the best you can and that to me is a goal worth reaching every single year like i'm not suggesting that you lower your expectations but remember that it, it is an expectation that you survive and you did and i'm really proud of you for that okay like i said i really don't like new year's resolutions because i think like the first thing is that the verbiage is so final like it's you have to resolve to do something and it almost feels like if you don't do it you're going to be upset like we're doing it we have to do it we need to do it we have to focus on it like it feels so much pressure and like I do think it's because of the way that we were all raised in like the 90s and early 2000s when it was like so toxic diet culture so like new year's resolutions were like the thing back there but I do still think it's great to start a year with like a new fresh mindset so instead I want to set new year's aspirations which are things we aspire to do this year and if we don't do it it isn't like a negative thing because we didn't resolve to do it we're just aspiring toward it I think that tiny little verbiage switch is like 
a perfect way to begin. So I want you to set five and I want to set five because I think there's a wide range and then you can choose the ones that you want to accomplish. And if you don't accomplish all of them, it's okay. So I want you to set your selfish one, meaning something that you're doing just for you. You're not doing this for anybody else for any other reason. It's just for you. And I'm going to give you guys examples. Um, your selfless one is something that you're going to be doing for other people that has nothing to do with your personal gain. I want you to set one for your mental health, one for your physical health, and then a fun one. Um, I also think the idea behind New Year's resolutions tends to be a lot of like, I despise this about myself, so let's all fix it. Like, and I hate this about myself. Like, I feel lazy, so I'm going to go to the gym because I hate myself. Like, or like, I don't read at all. I feel stupid. I need to fix that. I need to read 40 books. It's kind of like, okay, you're great. You're doing the best you fucking can. You made it to the other side. What if we focus on celebrating the fact that we're here and because we're here and because we have the opportunity to live, the immense, beautiful, wide opportunity to live, we can try new things. We can aspire toward things. Or what about reframing your mindset a little like this little thing about myself that I feel a little lazy that I wish I went to the gym more. It isn't like the best thing about me it isn't the way I feel my best it isn't the way that I elevate my experience so how could I elevate my lived experience how can I supplement my life or others lives just so everybody's a little bit lighter and happier that's what I think the goal is of our new year's aspirations it's not let's go to the gym every single day it's not I have to lose 20 pounds because you don't you look great it's I would like to eat more vegetables. I think that would make me feel good. I think that would elevate my lived experience. I am going to add in one serving of vegetables every single day in the new year. That's what I'm going to try my best to do. I would like to stop spending money on Ubers. So I'm going to try to help aid my time management a tiny bit. And I'm going to read a book about time management to see if that helps me not to run late anymore. It's the little things that are going to help us elevate our lived experience and not us being destructive on ourselves because it is not worth it self-loathing is so fucking ugly we're done with it like and i know we all fall into the traps of self-loathing trust me i'm about to tell you guys about my old resolutions and the resolutions i used to set for myself and why i feel that they were unattainable for me and listen like in 2023 let's just do the damn fucking thing let's make it a year of yes but also saying no let's make it a year of going for it but also choosing to rest let's make it a year of going out there and smashing the goals and the aspirations that we set for ourselves but also remembering that we're human and humans make mistakes and humans aren't always going to be perfect and we're going to have a year with ups and downs it's going to be a bit of a roller coaster and that is okay okay i have two sets of old resolutions i wanted to share with you one that i think ones that i think are pretty healthy and ones that i think aren't so one of my lists was meet someone new like every day and my goal was that i would introduce myself to someone every day and that is actually just not realistic for me i'm an introverted person like i wanted to meet new friends that year and i think i could have said like do something once a week to put yourself in the position to meet new people but like forcing myself to introduce myself to people every single day is a little much especially for somebody that's very introverted and doesn't like to do that the next one was no negative energy switch it all to positive thoughts also i was really depressed that year and i think that is really hard to attain like i could have said try your best to swap your negative thoughts about yourself to positive ones but no negative energy like there was no way I was going to reach that goal. It was almost like I was setting myself up for failure. No looking at your ex's girlfriend's visco. That was hard for me. And I did a pretty good job. Like I did set the intention not to do it, but I would get so upset with myself when I did. And it's like, that's human. Humans are curious. Also, we like to make ourselves feel sad for whatever reason. Like you're going through a breakup and you're depressed. Like maybe say like, try to like, 
block your ex or something that's a bit more tangible than like not stalking them because it's hard to not stalk them and I did fail on many accounts so the next one is read and write for an hour before social media listen in this day and age definitely not but back then I really wanted to like set that goal for myself and then I would get up because I was in college I would be like getting up depressed like there was no way on some days that I was doing that like I could have said once a week read and write for half an hour before social media like these goals weren't really tangible for me and those were them then another one that I have um is a bit of a mix um don't miss any class was the first one again this was a year that I was depressed so that just wasn't going to happen and there was no way I was going to accomplish that I could have said like only miss one class a week or something a bit more tangible for myself something I aspired toward Um, and then the other one was read more female authors I think that's a really good one because it doesn't set like a number like read 50 books written by female authors or like don't read any male authors like it didn't it was a bit more tangible and didn't like box me in and kind of stifle my life experience it's just a aspiration something that I would like to attain but I want to share with you guys mine for this year because I do feel like they're really healthy and tangible for me when I'm setting my goals I want to remind you that these goals might not sound tangible for you and that's totally okay if this isn't tangible for you I'm not asking it you I'm not asking you for it to be tangible for you a lot of your goals aren't going to be tangible for me I think that's something that we have to remember this is super personal I'm just providing y'all examples because I think that would help of each of the five that I discussed um Because I think that that's a really great way to show you what I mean. So my first aspiration, the selfish one, is to stand up for myself more often and say what I really want to and need to say. I find myself sometimes saying what I think I'm supposed to say or saying what I think other people hope for me to say. It's something that I've been working on through therapy and otherwise. And I think I would really like for this year a little bit more to stand up for myself um, more often and say and remind myself whenever I'm about to say something, is this really what I want to say right now? I don't need to do it every single day. If I fail or slip back, I'm sure I'm going to. This is just an aspiration for me. Number two, the selfless one. I want to volunteer a few times a month at the Bowery Mission. Um, I think this is a great one because I'm not telling myself I have to do it once a week or every single day. Um, I don't know if that would be tangible for me, but I do know a few times a month is tangible for me. I hope that inspires you guys to do something really kind for other people. My number three one, the one for my mental health, I'm going to try to read 25 books. Um, I've had years where I literally read 100 books. So I know 25 is tangible for me. And just because I've done 100 in the past doesn't mean I'm doing 100 like in the next year. Like just because I've ran a marathon in the past doesn't mean the run that I go on this afternoon is going to be 18 miles. Do you know what I mean? So read 25 books. That's going to be the one for my mental health. The one for my physical health is going to be find a good supplement and vitamin routine. I take supplements and vitamins, but I don't have a routine. And I've kind of kept saying like I don't have enough time to do the research but there's so much research out there it's so tangible and I really think that would help to get just me and check more with my health which is really important for me so that's going to be my one for my physical health I also feel like I'm trying to stray away from any toxic diet culture type physical health um resolution aspirations um and then my fun one is to start a film television or theater related creative project that's something that I felt like is in the pipe for a while I feel really confident and good about doing that and it's also gonna be really fun for me so it's a way to make me feel good and these are just aspirations if I don't live up to them I'm not gonna be upset because I'm just aspiring toward them if I find some supplements that I like taking and it's not a routine I'm gonna count that as a win if I read five books I'm gonna count that as a win I'm gonna count it as a win if I start 
working on standing up for myself and saying what I want to say more. I'm going to count it as a win if I, you know, come up with the idea or start working on some project. Like I don't need to have a blockbuster hit in the next year. That's not tangible. So I chose really tangible ones. Um, and I think, I think it's going to be really great. I did want to remind you as you're setting your own that you really don't have to do anything in the new year other than survive and be fucking nice. Like the only real goals or resolutions I have for everyone is to survive into the next year, be fucking nice and find little ways to elevate your lived experience. I think it's just so complex how we look at resolutions and I think the content that's coming our way can be really overwhelming. So remember to just block that out. Like also remember you can never really be like a new person. Like you can alter some parts of yourself that you've wanted to alter but you're just you already and you is so good right as it is like there is no such new person that we need there might be a version of yourself inside ready to hatch and come out in the next year you might see differences in parts of your life but you are so valid and worthy and great just as you are so don't feel pressure if you're like totally exhausted and emotionally spent after this year to like create or form a brand new life for yourself you're doing so well just as you are like elevate your lived experiences if you'd like to elevate them hang out if you'd like to hang out like it's all the same to me I just want you guys to do something that makes you feel fulfilled and happy and I think that if you are somebody who likes kind of the sort of fanfare of the new year it can be fun to like refresh yourself and start out on a new foot but I think we should do so with our aspirations and not our resolutions I also think if you don't want to set aspirations and even if you do, you can do a journal prompt where you just open up a journal to a clean page and you write a few pages of everything that didn't feel good in the past year, things that you did that didn't feel good, things that happened that didn't feel good, and then a few pages of everything that did feel good in this year and compare them and then make a list of the ways that you can prevent feeling poorly in the ways that you did in the past year because let's be honest, we're going to feel poorly in 2023. We can't help that. We're also going to feel wonderful. So I think that you have to extract like, okay, I felt poorly when I did these things. So how can I make sure that I don't feel that again? And I felt really wonderful and joyous when I did these things. So how can I make sure I'm centering those types of things in the next year? so that I can outweigh sort of that joyous wonderful feeling and kind of diminish the negative ones I think getting motivated for a new year is all about the aesthetic of it low-key like you have to convince yourself that you're ready for this year that you either want to leave 2022 in the past or that 2022 is an amazing year and you want to take all the lessons and happy moments with you into the future or maybe it was a bit of both and you've just made peace with it and you're ready to head into the new year but I think it's like buy that fucking notebook and make your little mood board on PicMonkey and go for it on Pinterest and fill up your boards and look at the things that you're going to aspire to, not even in the next year, but just in general in your life. Like make this fun, you know, start with the law of attraction, put out positivity into the world and you're going to get it back. Like if things aren't fun, they're seriously not worth doing. Like if you're dreading prepping for the new year, like it's not worth doing it, but make it fun. Like make a little cocktail, sit around with your girlfriends, play around on Pinterest, like make your mood board for the next year, hang it up on your wall. And I feel like for me, like that's the gift of watching certain kinds of content like Tim sort of changed my life in that way Tim from last week's episode like when he was talking about choice and when he talks about his routine like and how he makes his life fun and how he chooses to do things that feel good like I think if something's not fun it's not worth doing and I really think um for the most part and I really think that we have to make this fun make this year preparation fun either we're bidding 22 farewell because we can't wait to get away from it or we're just excited for what's to come in the next year Either way, make your year preparation fun. 
people ask all the time like how to practice the law of attraction and how to make that a thing I think you have to fake it till you make it conscious thoughts become subconscious actions so it's positivity out positivity in so you have to give positivity out into the world to receive it back it's like a boomerang so I think you just have to fake it till you make it whenever you feel yourself slipping into negativity try to check yourself and push yourself into the positive and also just be super intentional like maybe you're walking down the street and you're like ugh, I hate New York like blah 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 but maybe try to switch it to like wow fake it till I make it today's a really nice day because this person smiled at me and my coffee was 50% off because I had Starbucks stars like whatever it is like find those little nuggets of peace and give those into the world it does take a lot of effort but if eventually it will be subconscious and you will just feel better you'll feel lighter you'll feel less weighed down like I cannot express it enough I think in general new years are also like associated a lot with change and I think that we fear change a lot as well and if you have a big change coming up in the new year whether it's a move or the loss of a relationship or a new job or starting school or leaving school or whatever it is I think you just need to take everything one day at a time and even if that feels too overwhelming take it one hour at a time like no one is forcing you to look into the next eight months of your life and like know exactly what's going on like get through today get through tomorrow it's one foot in front of the other eventually a foot becomes a mile a mile becomes a marathon you will eventually look back and not even realize how far you went so I really think we need to dumb it the hell down and like take a step back take a deep breath and recognize that like we are going to get through this like it is okay to fear change change is uncomfortable for a reason we'd all rather stay right where we are but you're it's going to be so worth it because that's where the growth happens and remember it's just one foot in front of the other with that said if you are like freshly single in the new year or like grieving the loss of a relationship I don't even know if there's a better time to be freshly single than in the start of a new year because it kind of feels like you're you're leaving that behind in the year before and metaphorically stepping into kind of like your peace and your power in the year to come and I think it's a really good time to be selfish in the winter months because you can really like hibernate and restore yourself and work on all the things that you felt like you needed to work on or fulfill yourself in different ways that you've missed fulfilling yourself I do think obviously still grieve the loss of that relationship but I think it's absolutely the best time to be single and I think you can make um you can make some of your aspirations for the year about healing from your lost relationship. Obviously, like we said, loneliness is really common in, in this time of a year. And I think what's really important is just focusing on the love that you have around you and not the love you perceive yourself to lack. Because if you do have a loving family and you don't have a partner, like you're so, so lucky to have a loving family. If you have like a really loving, fulfilling friend group, if you have, you know, a really tight relationship with your siblings, like there are so many forms of love that we can focus on during the holiday season instead of focusing on the love we perceive ourselves to lack you are writing your story and you're the only person that can tell yourself a new story where you feel so comforted by the love that you're so grateful to have around you I cannot express it enough and I know it's a small little thing but I think it's really important because we don't focus on our friendships and our familial relationships and like friend love as or even like love for your dog as like closely as we focus on relationship intimate love and I think it's really important to take that step back and really focus on the love that you have and the not and not the love you perceive yourself to lack going into the new year also coinciding with this whole like idea of change 
a lot of you I'm sure are graduating college in 2023 and I remember when I got to like the year 2020 and like it was New Year's and like we were all like this is the year we're going to graduate college like obviously that's a thought that comes up but again I think you just need to take a day one day at a time and remember that like a lot of other people before you had these same thoughts and feelings and emotions and you're no less valid for having them but you're also not alone and I think like it's just the circle of life and you have to be grateful for each individual chapter that you're going to have and this is just a chapter so I think you have to remember like one day at a time one week at a time like don't just think about May every single day it's the same concept as like Sunday scaries like I get it because some of our jobs and lives are really difficult and like oh we have to go back to work on Monday but Monday comes around every week it is inevitable that Monday is going to happen what is not inevitable is hating Sunday because of it so I really would just put your best foot forward and try to have a really good you know mentality about the rest of the year and like your last semester in college and not just be dreading graduation because then you're going to waste your time present like with your friends and your people and that's what's really really important and that's what you're really going to miss next year so instead of dreading it and thinking about it coming up I would just take it one day at a time really cherish your memories take photos of absolutely everything and remember how many other people are feeling these feelings with you and are in solidarity with you also a lot of people were like I want to step back into my moment in the new year like I want to feel good about myself and my choices and I want to get my sparkle back and I think the best thing we can possibly do is enter into a slay era and I have rules for a slay era so I'm going to read my rules list and then I'm going to go into well while I read it I'm going to go into each rule so the first one is that you can't slay until you flop just meaning like if you're in a flop era or you felt like this whole entire year was a flop era that's great because that means you're gonna slay like you cannot it's the same thing as like you cannot love until you experience heartbreak or vice versa like you don't know what it feels like unless you felt the other you've never experienced sadness without happiness etc you cannot slay without a flop so if you're in a flop era like if i told you you had to flop to slay you'd be in a rush to flop you know what i mean number two we've already spoken about this law of attraction slays Number three, you need to develop a good catchphrase. Um, try some on for size. Use them in different social settings. See how it feels. You guys know mine is, I don't know what your prerogative is, but yours can be really whatever you want it to be. Like the world is sort of your oyster in that regard. Um, number four, the hard launch Olympics. That just means like we're done sort of beating around the bush. Like say what you feel, do what you feel, be flagrant, be the biggest, brightest, most beautiful version of yourself. Hard launch everything. Hard launch your new significant other. Hard launch your new friends. Hard launch your new job. Stop being like, oh, I can't do this. Like I'm embarrassed. Like no, embarrassment is a choice. Just do what you fucking want and post about it or don't post about it. Do whatever feels best for you. Number five, be the weirdest version of yourself. What this means to me is like, when people are like, oh, they're going to find that weird or like, I have to be normal. I have to be cool. It's like, that is not a sleigh. Like that is you faking it. And on some level, we have to fake it till we make it, but not like that. Be the weirdest, most open version of yourself. Like think about all of the, like the people that you look up to, like the hottest, coolest, like most wonderful people. Like think about Aubrey Plaza, like she's a fucking weirdo and it works for her because she's herself. Be the weirdest, most expressive, most full, most beautiful, most true version of yourself that you possibly can be in order to slay. Number six, plan one thing a week that makes you feel hot. Just one. We're really not. I'm not trying to say that you have to do something every day. Like once a week, go to hot yoga. Once a week, go on your hot girl walk. Once a week, do a cooking class or bake brownies. I don't know what your prerogative is. Like pick something once a week that you're like, I feel really fucking good about this. Number seven, bedtime routines and morning routines. I cannot express how much routine has helped me to be a sleigh and feel like a sleigh and drop into a sleigh. Like 
you will not slay if you don't have routine. Routine is everything, period, end of story. Like you need to set up those routines that make you feel good, that you like, that make you wake up happy and go to bed happy. Number eight, get an accountability partner. Find a friend, a sibling, I don't know who it is, but somebody that also wants to have a slay era and then you guys can drop into your slay eras together and there's just nothing better than that. So I'm gonna need you to do that. Um, number eight, before you go absolutely anywhere, I want you to remember that you're too hot to be sad. Like you are too fucking hot to be sad. It is just an affirmation. Like we're also allowed to be depressed and hot. We can also be a sad girl and hot. But what I'm saying is it's just an affirmation to give yourself when you're looking at yourself in the mirror before you go anywhere. I am too hot to be sad. I look amazing. Number 10, confidence is the ultimate outfit completing accessory who we need to think about when we're thinking about this is julia fox her confidence is what made her so famous and so relevant like of course the like proximity to famous people and who she dated and whatever else gave her a leg up but nobody can tell if her confidence is feigned or if it's real so we're all just accepting it at face value and whatever she says is then a slay look at her as an example confidence is the ultimate outfit completing accessory it makes you so much hotter nobody ever looked at someone was like wow they're really confident and if they did like they're just jealous and envious and boring and like they need to get a life and clearly they're in a flop era okay number 11 is the do you boo rule just meaning like do what you want to do if you want to go on a run go on a run if you want to take the day off from exercise take the day off if you want to eat this eat this if you want to eat that eat that just do whatever you want to do stop making like decisions because you think other people want you to do them other people frankly everyone's selfish other people don't care and people who are in their slight era are doing them so i need you to do you boo number 12 choose an aspirational mentor someone that you're just looking up to during this period someone that you perceive to slay your definition of slay is whatever you want it to be like to get into your slay era you need to look at someone who you think is slaying and be like they're a slay here's why this is me going into my slay era because this person is slaying period end of story stop apologizing i need you to stop apologizing when you didn't do anything wrong i know that as women this is something that we do so often we say i'm sorry even when we're not sorry like instead just say it's okay or that's all right or no thank you like there's so many things that you can substitute for i'm sorry it's definitely something that's a bit difficult to remember how to do like to get the mindset switch to stop saying i'm sorry all the time is hard but i want you to work on it Number 14, the block, 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 block rule. Listen, I need you to use that block button liberally. If somebody is in your life that's like really raining negativity and hell down on you, block them. They're done. If someone comments on your stuff and is being rude or judgmental or cruel, block them. If you can't block them for like social purposes or whatever, mute them. If you don't want to block someone, you can unfollow them. I'm just talking about setting your healthy boundaries because you can't be in a slight era if you have like storm clouds in your way pouring down stormy rains on you. Like you're not going to be able to slay. And number 15, remember that growth is a choice. As Tim said, we always have a choice, even when we don't think that we do. And choosing to grow is a choice. And we have so much privilege to be able to choose growth. And I hope you remember that as you drop into your slay era. And that is it from me on this topic. But I had two more things that I remembered that are updates that I wanted to talk about before the end of the episode. First of all, I watched The Holiday for the first time last night. Um, I had never seen it before, which I know is crazy, but you guys know I'm not really like a huge movie person. I'm only only like just now dropping into my whole TV of it all. Um, and what I thought about it is that it's kind of expected. Like it's kind of, it's kind, like I knew that Cameron Diaz wasn't leaving the guy. Do you know what I mean? Jude Law. Like this is the thing. I don't know their names. 
I know he wasn't gonna leave her. I also thought that the like British lady with Jack Black storyline was much weaker than the Cameron Diaz with Jude Law storyline. I don't know. I definitely liked it. It's definitely a feel-good movie, but it's the most predictable thing I've ever seen, which I don't hate, but I don't love. And I'm just a little bit curious as to what happens. Like theoretically, like they're all together and that's so cute and they're like all in England, but like is Jack Black gonna stay in England? Is Cameron Diaz gonna stay in England? Like can they work remote? Are they in a long distance relationship? Like clearly they're together. Clearly they're together, but I'm just confused as to like what exactly is going on. Um, and yeah, that just kind of like, I do feel a little confused about the end. Um, and so that's kind of how I'm feeling about that. The other thing that's holiday related that I had to tell you is that Sabrina Carpenter came out with like a new remix of her song Nonsense, which I loved the original, but it's a Christmas remix and the lyrics are like so dirty. Like one of them was like, I need to see that Charles Dickens or something like that. Like the, the lyrics are naughty. Like they're not nice. They're naughty. And I support that fully because like, I feel like objectively speaking, most of us would be on the naughty list. Like if there was a nice list and a naughty list of life, like, I think that we're getting on the naughty list. I, like, only because, like, what credentials do you need to have to get on the nice list? Like, I don't think I'm doing it. Like, as a child, for sure, but now, like, I'm kind of off the deep end in that regard, so I think I'd be on the naughty list. This is a naughty list type of song. I really recommend you guys run, don't walk to listen to it. I hope you have your Buy Your Coffee Friday also. I meant to get you guys, um, the gift card so I hope that I remember to do it this is me speaking it out loud so I'll remember to do it tomorrow the rest of the day is a lot of just like packing and getting my feet back on the ground steadily I do still feel like 80% better like I need to rest but I hope that this episode wasn't horrible in light of that I really tried to get all the energy I could muster I literally slept for 12 hours last night so I think that also helped and I have so many unread emails and just so many little pieces to put back together over the course of the rest of today but I do hope that this episode made you feel a little bit better maybe it was obvious to you maybe it wasn't but instead of setting those new year's resolutions let's try our best to set new year's aspirations and just to remember that you're completely okay and totally fine and beautiful and perfect just as you are like you don't really need anything else like you've got it going for you and I'm really proud of you and please for the love of God take your vitamins take your emergency don't get sick get vaccinated in any regard that you need to get vaccinated in go to your doctor's appointments do the best you can because I'm I'm promising you like it is a treacherous slope to be sick and also this time of year like when there's so much going on so I love you guys I hope that you're wrapping gifts and making holiday cookies and taking care of yourselves and taking deep breaths and going slow and not putting so much pressure on yourself or feeling guilty just because you didn't like get some arbitrary goal that you set in the beginning of the year I love you next time you'll hear from me we'll be live from london i'm so excited we're recording a ronnie recap in london it's gonna be pop culture themed it's gonna be the best thing ever you guys are gonna love it and i hope you're having a wonderful amazing beautiful stunning perfect week and weekend and i love you if you ever need anything just dm me bump me you know the drill i'm giving you a huge hug wherever you are and i hope you have an amazing weekend bye